Welcome to Audacity Works, a podcast inspired by and dedicated to the working artist, the creative entrepreneur, and generally doing the damn thing. This exists on the premise that the world belongs to those who have the audacity to believe that their lives have value. This is for you. Hi, friends, and welcome back to Audacity Works. I am your host, Rachel Strickland, and this is episode number 69. (laughs) I don't apologize for that laugh. Um, Today, we're going to talk about what it feels like to compete for limited opportunities uh, in a city or a world with your circus friends. I say welcome back because I haven't recorded in weeks because I've been in Mexico. Now, you don't know that because I have pre-recorded all of the episodes to come out on time. Because now, because of you, I have learned that I am keeping you company while walking your dogs or on your commute to work. And I don't want to let you down. So I'm always going to make sure that the episodes come out on time. But honestly, this is the first time I've been recording in weeks because... I've been leading two retreats back-to-back at Sweet Retreats in Mexico, in Puerto Escondido, with my good friend, the wonderful Jenny Tufts, aka Circle Cirque, on the Instagramigrams. So how did it go? Oh, it was fucking fabulous. I know you're expecting me to talk about how wonderful all the people were, and how brilliant all my students were, and that is exactly what I'm going to do, because I'm not lying to you. I had two groups of the most spectacularly kind, creative, supportive human beings that I've ever gotten to work with. And there was a strong um, alumni of the Audacity Project, lots of tots coming in hot, we had, uh, we had some photo ops. They'll be in the alumni group for those of you who are also alumni. But like the food at Casa Chango is so freaking good. And you know, I worry about food. I'm like, is there going to be enough protein? I have to have enough. Yes, there is going to be enough protein. Is it going to be too hot? No, it's not going to be too hot. Is it going to be too cold? No, it's not going to be too cold. It's going to be the exact perfect temperature at all times. And then you're going to come home and it's still going to be February in South Carolina. Even though it just got cold in January, we don't really do winter. We do it for just like a couple of months, but we're in that couple of months. So I find that I'm very grumpy to come home and see that reality has not shifted according to my whims. And it's still cold here because it's still February. But whatever, uh, spring is coming. In bulk happened while I was away. I hope that you all enjoyed your celebrations if you observed the holiday. In other news, uh, the waitlist is open right now for the Audacity Project Cycle 26. So if you have been waiting and wanting to get your shit together, the boat is proverbially in the harbor and taking on passengers. Now the waitlist is going to be closing on Friday, February 23rd. Again, the waitlist is closing Friday, February 23rd, I'm going to say that again, February 23rd, the waitlist is closing. And then it's, uh, you'll just have to wait for the public lunch, which comes without um, some of the goodies that come with the waitlist lunch. As always, the links to everything are in the show notes. Now today, I want to uh, focus on this question from my friend Sheer, uh, who says, 
that she wants an episode about how it feels to compete for limited opportunities in a city with your friends. Like that strange feeling of wanting your friends to succeed, but also you're applying for the same grant slash show slash performance opportunity. And also you want it for yourself. And there's like a tension there. What do we do with that? And maybe also your friends are your bosses and your coworkers. And also circus is just such a small world. And it's not just circus. Lots of industries are, are like this. You know, they're really close knit. So let's talk about that. What do we do when we're competing with our friends um, all the time? <laughs> so I have some little advices for you and then a great big advice. Actually, fuck that. I'm going to start out with the great big advice. And I'm actually shocked if I haven't said this before. But um, to me, this is the single most powerful way to use your community, to grow your community, and to pursue opportunities. And that is help everyone. People ask you for an introduction, you give them that introduction. You see a connection that you can make between two people to help them solve each other's problems, you make that connection. You help solve those people's problems. Overhear someone talking about needing a venue for a photo shoot, you know where to have that photo shoot, volunteer that information. You see someone uh, in dress rehearsal with a tag visible on their costume, I swear to God, if you don't pull that person aside and help them cut their tag out, uh, there's a punishment for you somewhere. I don't know what it is. I don't know what, I don't even believe in punishment, but that's just like unacceptable. Help everyone that you can. Now, I am going to follow this up with some other smaller bits of advice, but I want you to consider what it would look like if you helped everyone that you can. Not that that's your primary objective, right? You just, you don't hoard your tools. You don't hoard your resources. You don't hoard your connections. And the reason for this is because whether you have uh, a, a perspective of abundance or a perspective of scarcity, you are correct. That is one thing I have seen time and time and time again. Whether you live in abundance or you live in scarcity, whatever your outlook, you're 100% correct about that. Isn't that interesting? You can literally prove yourself right in both circumstances and they can both be the exact same circumstance, which means that you get to choose. I'm suggesting this because I've just seen it work miracles. Um, and it was a decision I made for myself early on, um, and which was kind of ironic because I had uh, nothing. As my Uncle Bradley says, I remember when you didn't have a pot to piss in. Well, he was right. I didn't. But I also hated that that uh, grasping, desperate feeling of needing and like that defensive feeling of needing to hoard what was quote unquote mine and to only be looking out. I just, I didn't like the way it felt. I didn't want to live that way. So I just decided, I changed my mind. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm going to pretend as though I have plenty of resources. I'm going to just behave as though whatever I give out, that's the world that I'm going to live in. And I'm not trying to even be woo right now. I know that I'm like dripping with woo, but I'm not, I swear to God, this is not like some veiled attempt to talk you into the secret. It's literally just a shift in perspective, but that shift in perspective comes with a change in behavior. 
And that change in behavior is sharing resources. Now, what does that not mean? That does not mean giving away opportunities that you are already like agreed to and that you need. Like look out for yourself, (laughs) you know, take jobs. Don't just give your jobs away. But if you can make suggestions, if you can make connections, then do that. This is another way uh, to use the good china. Uh, Devotees will remember, I think it was the second episode that I ever recorded, uh, was about using the good china. And that can refer to uh, your ideas, your resources, your connections, not to hoard things, but to use them. And this comes from my wise uncle Bradley. Uh, he told me this story when he gave me a, a family heirloom of a, a teapot and some teacups that had belonged to my great-grandmother. And I was like taking them very gingerly. And he said, now by the time I die, I want all of those broken. And I was like, what the fuck did you just say to me? And he was like, I don't put them on a shelf and let them collect dust. Use them. Things are meant to be used. You use that china. I want them all broken by the time I die. And apparently, like, he learned that from my grandmother, his mother, uh, because a friend was over and she was serving dinner and she had all this mismatched bits uh, of uh, china um, and some of it was chipped and it just it didn't, none of it went together. And, <laughs> and the friend was like, what's up with your china? She's like, uh, my grandmother said, well, it's, you know, it's been broken through the years so this is what's left and the friend was like oh that's terrible I never use my good china I can't stand to have it broken and my grandmother looked at her friend like she was mad and she's like that's what it's for you're supposed to use it it's supposed to get broken it's supposed to be used this is another way to use the good china don't just use them for yourselves share them share them with others when they are useful so let's talk about how this can relate to uh, competing with your friends. Um, you're, you're obviously going to want your friends to succeed. And also, yeah, you want to succeed too. That's okay. That doesn't make you a selfish asshole. It really, really doesn't. It makes you a living creature, you know, that also has dreams and aspirations of their own. And I applaud you for that. Um, talk about your dreams and aspirations. Tell your friends what you want. Give them the opportunity to help you should the opportunity arise. My advice does not change uh, when you're in competition. Just like um, we've said in previous episodes, lean into the thing that makes you different. Lean in or like way into the thing that makes you unique, that makes you what you are, to your special sauce, to your flavor. Lean into that. As well as help everyone. And also ask for help. Don't don't go uh, falling for the trap of the strong, independent woman. It's a trap. It's uh, it's not real. It's just a trick to get you to do vast amounts of unpaid, invisible, emotional labor. <laughs> Hilarious how well it works. Oh my God, it works so well. Don't do it. Don't fall for it. Ask for help. You want to help everyone on, on your way? Then take help from everyone as well. This is uh, use your community. You know, it's not a setting. It's not a stage setting that we're operating in and then we leave at the end of the day. Like, this is a living, breathing thing that you're an active part of. That means you have vast potential and influence. And you take your place in that community 
and you help others. You take what you need. You ask for what you need. Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. Now, the major pushback that I don't actually generally get pushback from uh, from encouraging this perspective, uh, but if I did, I, I imagine that pushback would be like, well, there are limited resources, so like, what do you propose to do about that? And my answer to that is, do you know, what choice do you have here? You're, the choice that you have is you can hoard things or not. You can choose to have a perspective in which you're making a leap of faith to believe that there could actually be enough for all of us. We could all participate in our culture in ways that we find fulfilling and satisfactory. You can choose to believe that, you know, take a shot in the dark. There could be enough for us to be happy. It could happen. Or you can go the other way. This is your choice. Either way, it's going to feel very correct because either perspective that you try on uh, constitutes a change in behavior. And those behaviors change your psychological health. And frankly, it just feels better not to hoard things. Okay, besides the things that we've already outlined here, um, what else can you do when you're faced with this tension of competition between yourselves and, you know, what could be your best friends and at the very least are your colleagues? And I, I do advise you to keep your eyes on your own paper. So if you find yourself becoming overly invested uh, and like you're peering over at what someone else is doing quite a lot and starting to compare, you're like, how do I compare with what they're doing? Should I be doing what they're doing? Um, one, if you want their advice, ask for their advice. And if you don't want their advice, then you're just going down a spiral toilet and you should probably just stop and focus on you and what you're doing. If you have an ask to make, make the ask. If not, focus on your own paper, focus on your own shit. Um, another thing, have a system to support you. I love a dream. You know I love a dream. I think everybody should have them uh, and, and I think they should be unreasonable and bold and profound. Have your dreams. Also, have systems in place. Because dreams without systems tend to just sort of float in the ether, like somewhere above your skull to the right. And we never actually do anything about them because if we took them into our hands and peered at them and broke them open, then we would have to deal with the consequences of, uh, of actually making them real and seeing the ways in which they're not that great and the ways in which they're going to be really hard. And, uh, you know, most people prefer not to deal with that, which is why most people don't pursue things that they desire. So if, if you want to boldly pursue the things that you desire, not only should you have your bold desires, but you should have systems in place. And by systems, I mean ways in which you can support yourself while operating in this competitive industry. Things like Marketing Monday or Thirsty Thursday. I don't fucking care what day of week it is, but you can choose a day of the week, maybe two days a week, set aside some time during the week. And during that time, you are Napoleon. All you're doing during that time is pressing the boundaries of your world outwards. This is where you do your outreach, your cold emailing, your connections to other people, 
this is where you make asks. You just sit down and ask for things. Can I send you my resume? Can I send you my demo reel? I love your work. This is why. I think I'd be a great fit. Can I be added to your artist roster? I'd love to be added to the list of people you notify when you're holding an audition. I love your organization. How can I support you? I would love to be of service. These are my skill sets. All of these things are things that you can do during Thirsty Thursday slash Marketing Monday, whatever day of the week it is. This is indeed something that we go over in detail in the Audacity Project. Because I don't want you to just have a big ephemeral dream floating in the ether above your skull. I want you to have a system and a way to get there. I want you to have a map. Because you and that desire becoming real for you that's a world I want to live in that that's hot that's that's delicious I want that I want it for you I want it for me I want it for all of us looking at the time this is where I need to climb off my digital soapbox and thank you for spending this time with me Thank you, Sheer, for the question. Um, if you have follow-up questions or any other requests for future episodes, you can always reach me on Instagram at Rachel Strickland Creative or on Patreon at Rachel Strickland Creative. This podcast is powered by Patreon. So extra special shout out to all of my patrons of all tiers for making this and so much more possible for me. This would not exist without you. Thank you for standing with me. Check the show notes for any links. I've linked a couple of episodes that I referenced um, during this episode if you want to have a listen. And also the wait list, which is closing in two tiny little days um, for the Audacity Project Cycle 26. Until next time, friends. Be big, be bold, have systems, and use the good China. Don't go back to sleep.